Hi, this is Janine, host of Get the Funk Out, right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Standing by to join me in just a moment is Gretchen Carlson. She was named one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People in the World for 2017. Gretchen is one of the nation's most successful and recognized news anchors and a tireless advocate for female empowerment. Since making the decision to speak up against sexual harassment, she sparked an international conversation about the pervasiveness of the issue, and in doing so, discovered every woman has a story. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show Gretchen Carlson. Hi, Gretchen. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, two words come to mind. Thank you. Thank you for your bravery and your fierceness, because you're part of this whole avalanche of openness. Well, thank you so much for saying that. Uh, You know, when I made the decision to jump off my proverbial cliff by myself, I could have never known what was going to follow. And while the allegations coming out of Hollywood are so outrageous and egregious, the positive side of that is that so many thousands of women have felt more comfortable coming forward and saying, me too. And that signifies to me that the work that I've been doing over the last 15 months has been positive and has encouraged so many other women to be fierce, which is, of course, the title of my book. Yes. Well, I'm I'm part of that Me Too campaign, unfortunately. And what yeah. you and others have created is this, like I said, this openness, because we just kind of put it aside and we file it away and we don't do anything about it. And we just think, oh, well, that's the way it is. Well, it shouldn't be the way it is. You're so right. And, you know, there's been so many thousands of women who reached out to me after my story broke at Fox. And that's when I realized that this is an epidemic in every profession. It's not just Wall Street bankers or TV or Hollywood. It's waitresses and flight attendants and teachers. And I think that so many women, when my story first came out as well, started having this national dialogue and they were remembering things that they had stuffed away for so long And they started to speak up. And then you saw what happened with Uber and you saw what happened in Silicon Valley. And uh, and then now you see the, you know, the the Hollywood, which you're close to. And and I think that it's this resurgence of women saying that we're not going to take it anymore. We're standing up. We're speaking up. We're being fierce. And that is why my book is so important to get in the hands of not only women, but men and young people, because. If we're going to change this for the next generation, I want to be able to give this book to the young generations to feel fierce from the beginning. Right. Well, I was thinking back in my own childhood, and I had incidents that made me very fearful. And those things can shape you through adulthood. And I know you're a mom. Um, I'm from the Mm -hmm. East Coast, by the way, too. I grew up in Stamford, Connecticut, in New York. And I think about you as a mom, myself as a mom, other moms. And you, you don't want to have this continue and perpetuate you want to stop this that is such a great point and you know when people ask me why I did what I did the paramount reason was my children I have a 12 year old Mm -hmm. son and a 14 year old daughter and you're so on point like what parent or what human being want unless you're a harasser right uh, what person wants this to happen to our kids when they go into the workplace and so that again was the impetus for me to put together this guidebook and this inspirational manifesto of sorts to empower our young people, especially millennials and younger, to know that they do have a voice and that they can learn from us who are the generation above them, right. you know, what we went through and, and that we hope that the indignities that you and I face, that they won't. Yes. But a huge part of that equation is men. You know, we, we have to 
change the way we look at this issue, take it off the shoulders of women and, and the blame game, and, and shift it over to, men, we need you to help us, and, you know, please stop being enablers, please stop being bystanders, right. please become allies for us, because can you imagine how the workplace dynamic would change if men suddenly said, me too? Oh, I know. And, and we're in support of the women, and we're starting to see that on social media, so I'm really optimistic about it happening in the real world as well. Oh, I've seen a lot of stories from men. It's not just the women that have been victims. Men have been victimized, too. Yes. Uh, that, you're so right. I mean, I was just doing a radio interview yesterday with a man, and he was telling me his story. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to forget the men as victims, too, but, but predominantly it is it women is in women. the workplace who are harassed, and, and their male colleagues who know about it are enabling it potentially or you know, don't feel like they want to risk coming forward either. I just want to encourage everyone listening to know that this is a movement that we can do together. And if we really want to make change quicker, then we really need to have both men and women working on it collectively. Yes. I just want to share something with you. The name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And the reason oh, being... Oh, I love it. <laughs> thank you. Is because we all go through these, you know, personal, professional funks. And I know you've had your own personal struggles with body image and different stereotypes when you were in the pageant. Do you want to talk mm-hmm. about how you worked your way through those issues? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, um, body issues were a big part of my life because I was a chubby, you know, slash overweight kid. Mm-hmm. And um, so I learned how to build my self-confidence from the inside, which is what I recommend for all people. And I talk about this in Be Fierce, that let's forget about our exteriors and let's you know, become the soulful people that we were meant to be, the confident people we were meant to be from building our self-esteem from the inside to our exteriors instead of being judged by our outside. And, you know, that certainly has followed through with the rest of my life and never dreamed that I would become Miss America, but I had a special violin talent as a child and half my points were based on my talent and and it was something my mom encouraged me to do. And then getting into television, like, did I ever expect to be the face of this issue? No. Sure. Um, I don't think anyone expects to get into a dispute at work. So again, building courage and self-confidence, crucial that we start this with our kids young. It's why I have a whole parenting chapter in Be Fierce too. And I, I really talk a lot about how important it is in the way in which we raise our sons, almost more important than our daughters. That is because really, we want yeah. our no, Sorry, it is, it's so it's so crucial that we want our sons to respect women in the workplace like they have respected women and their sisters potentially at home and they're watching everything and seeing everything that we do and so we have to just be so cognizant of how we're role modeling to them our relationships that we have with people and just keeping that in mind you know because this is the way in which we actually make cultural change and it doesn't happen fast, but right. we're seeing, I think, really lightning speed right now in a positive direction, and, and I'm really emboldened by all of that. Now, we're broadcasting from the UC Irvine campus. Do you have mm-hmm. some thoughts for students, you know, on feeling safe, speaking up, things like that? Yes, thanks for asking. Um, and I'll be in California uh, Sunday. Yes, Sunday. The Barnes & Noble in Huntington Beach at 1 o'clock, and then I'll be doing a live talk LA in Santa Monica at 6.30 on Sunday, mm-hmm. but I'm doing a college campus tour. Oh, you are? Uh, I'm, really proud. I'm really proud about this because I, I went to Stanford, so I'll be out to Stanford in March, and uh, I'm also visiting uh, other colleges on the East Coast, including Harvard and Duke, 
and uh, Drexel. Fantastic. And, you know, it's just imperative that I get my message of Be Fierce in the hands, the book in the hands of young people before they get into the workplace. And with the high prevalence of sexual assault on college campuses, you know, it's the same kind of thing where women fear coming forward. And I want to empower those women to to be able to have a voice, but I also want to reach the young men on these college campuses to help stop them from having this kind of behavior and showing them how detrimental uh, it can be as they move forward in their life. Um, I I have a whole part of a chapter in my book for college uh, students, perfect, primarily for young you know college women. And I give tips and advice about how they can keep themselves safer and build their own self-esteem without finding themselves potentially in dangerous situations. I knew that was really an important part of the mission of the book. So um, the book is really for, uh, I would say it would start around the age of 13 or 14 for people to be able to to get through the content of the book. Okay. And I think it's a great, you know, it's a great guide for parents to give give to their children. Um, and it's great for, you know, women of our age, too, because women, you know, no matter how old you are, you, you always question your own self-esteem and you always question, yes. like, how am I going to get enough bravery and courage to do something? Yes. And I just want to inspire as many people as I can through the book. When, when I heard about what you were doing, that you wrote this book, I thought back to so many different incidents where I should have spoken up or I sort of spoke up, but we suppress things and we should not do that. It's just not healthy, as I mentioned earlier. I, I can, can't even imagine. I know I read that, you know, you had a lot of sleepless nights. How did you pull it together to have the strength to write this book? Because when I realized that a career that I had worked so hard for over 25 years was going to be decimated mm-hmm. at that particular place and it wasn't my choice that it was going away, I thought to myself, if I don't speak up and stand up for what's right now, who's going to do it? Yes. And then when I started hearing after I did it, after I started hearing from thousands of women across our country who were sharing their own personal stories with me of shame and agony and their voice had never been heard, I felt a sense of duty to go out on a mission and and give those women a voice. And then as we were discussing earlier, for my kids and for your kids and Mm -hmm. for everyone else's kids, I wanted to you know, be that person that would jump off the cliff, but hopefully, you know, make a difference in doing so. And I feel just incredibly inspired where we are today. And if I played a role in giving any of of these other women the bravery to come forward, then I feel just so immensely proud because cultural change takes a long time. But I I feel like this is moving swift. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel very proud of it. You must have been blown away, as was I, about the Me Too campaign. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I think it was so enlightening, but at the same time, it was so positive and optimistic to me, even though the stories were horrifying. Right. Because what it really said was that we're not going to take this crap anymore. Right. And, you know, enough is enough. And, you know, it happened to me, and it happened to me, and it happened to me. And one of my favorite quotes is, one woman can make a difference, but together we can rock the world. Ooh, love and it. that's what we're seeing happening right now with the Be Fierce movement. Yes. Is that, you know, I, I feel like uh, the Gift of Courage, which is actually the name of the fund that I set up to financially support organizations that do empower women and girls, that giving that Gift of Courage is contagious. And when we pass it along one by one, look where we end up. And, and that's, that's where I really feel we are today. I feel like you have really 
opened up the dialogue with parents and their kids. I have two daughters, and I keep talking and talking about this. And it's great. You can't stifle how you feel or things that have happened to you. Well, I totally agree with that, and, and that's why I would encourage parents to pick up a copy of this book and read it with your children. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm bringing my 14-year-old daughter out to California when I come this weekend. Oh, good. Uh, because, you know, I really feel like it's important for her to see mom doing what she's doing, and she's already, you know, she's already shown me that she has learned bravery from my example, and, and she's she's approached some kids who were bugging her and stood up for herself, and and has said to me, Mom, I did it because I saw you do it. Ooh. And that <laughs> is just essential. Yes. Yeah, essential in, in building those self-confidence skills. So I'm really looking forward to having uh, having her with me. I, I often learn things from, from her as well, and it's it's awesome to see that the work that I've done is, is paying it forward to my own child. I love it. Now, I'm sure so many people have said, what are your thoughts on Harvey Weinstein? Um, without getting into so much detail, I mean, isn't it incredible, the just avalanche of story after story? I mean, it's it's overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, I think it's absolutely abhorrent and outrageous, though, that, you know, this man was allegedly allowed for 30 years to harass and abuse women. Mm-hmm. And trust me, men, men at this level who are doing this don't do it by themselves. Right. And it's outrageous to me that the enablers and the cover-uppers and the shut-up-the-victimers that they can actually sleep at night now knowing what they were covering up. And, and, and this is what we have to change in cultures that are not just Hollywood. You know, the, this kind of cover-up and shaming the victim is happening all across America. I, I could just, well, you can read in the book all the stories oh, yeah. from, from the women. It doesn't matter what level you're at. It's, it's almost the same mantra. It's like, oh, well, right away, she's a you-know-what, she's a troublemaker, oh, yeah. she's... You know, she can't be believed. She's a liar. And and that's where I really feel like finally we're, we're making this shift, where because so many women are coming forward, it's like, well, they couldn't all be lying. Of course. <laughs> right? Right. And, and so it just seems like the floodgates were opened. And uh, I actually encourage, you know, women who are listening and men who are listening, if you have a story, you know, join Join the Me Too campaign. Join the Be Fierce movement of my book because together we are collectively making a difference and it's just so inspiring to see so many people have courage and bravery. Yes. So let me ask you about the title. Was this an idea that just came to you? You were just feeling so, you know, beaten up? I mean, how did this title come about? Because it's awesome. Well, thank you. No, actually the opposite. I mean, I, I would say... I, was, I didn't feel beaten up when I came up with the title because mm-hmm. I had a lot of dark days in the beginning after my story broke. But, I mean, I, I was so buoyed by all of these other women's stories and reaching out to me that yes. I actually wanted to pick a title that was moving the ball forward and showing that we weren't going to put up with this anymore. And being fierce, in my mind, is such a positive title for how women should be seen in society today. You know, fierce is a positive word. This is this is taking the American dream, you know, by the bootstraps and saying, yeah, we're going to achieve this and we're going to be fierce about it and we're going to have self-esteem and self-confidence and we're going to speak up and we're going to stand up. And so fierce to me was sort of the embodiment of all of that together. Right. And I really do feel like it's a movement. You know, it's it's more than a book. It's It's a movement that we're on now together. It's a journey that so many of us are taking and we're feeling liberated 
and we're feeling free to say what happened. And we're also saying enough, enough. you know, we're yes. not going to put up with this anymore. Yes. So I do want to mention your events. You're going to be here in Huntington Beach Sunday at 1 o'clock, October 22nd. The address 7881 Edinger Avenue at Barnes & Noble. And you're also going to be in L.A. on Sunday. And now, is it on Sunday evening? Santa Monica on Sunday night Sunday at, night. Uh, for Live Talks L.A. 6.30. And uh, yes, and then t- Tuesday I'm doing uh, Architects of Change with Maria Shriver as well at 9 a.m. Fantastic. And that, I believe, is in Brentwood. Okay. Is that open to the public, or will that be broadcast? Or It's definitely broadcast, and I do believe that it's open to the public as well. Okay. What would you like people, there's so much to take away from the book, but what are some key things you would like people to walk away with? Well, first of all, Chapter 4 is a playbook for women, so it's my 12-point plan. If you happen to be experiencing any kind of harassment or abuse in your life right now, it really lays out a guidebook, like you could literally just print it off and put it in your back pocket and say, mm-hmm. okay, I'm equipped now with a plan. And I wanted to make sure that I provided women with that. I have a whole chapter on men who are already helping us and we need men in this fight. And yes. I, I, it actually ended up being the longest chapter because I, re- during my research, I met so many men who are already doing great work. Um, there's a, as I said, there's a parenting chapter and there's a parent's pledge at the end of that chapter that I hope all parents will look at and sign with their children about how they're going to raise their children equally with no gender bias. And, you know, just overall, it's inspirational and it's empowering about any way in your life in which you're feeling being put down. It doesn't have to be just sexual harassment. This starts with bullying with kids in elementary school. It moves on to sexual assault for our girls and boys in college. Right. And it works into the, into the workplace with women not being paid equally as men and not getting the promotions they deserve. So it really is a book that's about speaking up and standing up in every aspect of your life in which you feel you're being put down. Gretchen, wow, unbelievable. I I do want to mention, I heard you were asked to give a TED Talk this November. Yes, I'll be doing it on November 2nd in New Orleans, so people will be able to see that uh, immediately online uh, at TED.com. And your website for people who want to get more information about you and what you're doing? Thank you. Uh, yeah, they can read about my fund and also my leadership initiative for underserved women. It's Gretchen Carl- GretchenCarlson.com forward slash be fierce. Well, I'm going to end this the same way I started it. Thank you. Wow. I can't wait to meet you Sunday. I'm going to be coming out to Barnes & Noble in Huntington Beach. Thank you so much for your support and, and honoring this be fierce movement. Thank you. That was Gretchen Carlson calling into the KUCI studios right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. If you missed any part of this, it is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can go to moms underscore rock. That's a wrap for me. I'm Janine, and you've been listening to Get the Funk Out right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. (laughs) 